Open your eyes. Wake up, Link. I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Miles. And I'm James the Jaster Stewart. And you're listening to Hyrule Field Report. And Jas, what did we do last time? Last time we were around the West Hyrule Fields and we left off at uh, after we found H- Heston. And Jay, what's the plan this week? Well, this week we're going to go back and briefly cover something that we probably should have spoken about on an earlier episode. <laughs> we'll jump into that. But then once we've covered that, we're going to be continuing our way up Lindor's Brow with the ultimate goal of reaching the Forgotten Temple to continue our, exp- our investigation into these uh, mysterious tears. Yes, indeed. Yeah, you... You mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. I think I cut it, actually, so I don't know why I'm telling the audience that you mentioned it. But one of the little jobs you can do around Lookout Landing, I think it's only after Hoz comes back from his Zelda investigation, right? Uh, I don't know. I distinctly remember... Like, I remember when I first turned up to Lookout Landing, he kind of mentioned... Like, the, the, the other monster control crews kind of mention what they're up, what they do, but they don't really go into any detail. Mm. And then next, when I actually found the first monster control crew, they'd all they'd already all dispersed from Lookout Landing. So I don't know if they kind of congregate, then head back out again, or what have you. It's probably set to like yeah, the but... time, right, and, and the world and stuff like usually people like PCs are on like schedules and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's based on main quest progress. I'd imagine yeah, like once you've past a certain point though they'll all head out onto the world um because yeah the 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 thing that we probably should have spoken about when we spoke about um the approaching the the central hydro chasm was the uh the first most likely the first monster control crew mission that you'll run into it was certainly mine i don't know if it was your you guys's first yeah it's, it's still my only one i've done actually Oh, really? Oh, fair enough. It was definitely mine. I guess i got to just like, talk about this now. I've got the game on at the minute, and I'm actually in the area that we're talking about, and the control could through by attacking the fort again. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, this is a... We spoke about in an earlier episode about how it's, it's kind of cool seeing that the populace they're not as um, useless <laughs> this time round when it comes to actually doing things for themselves, like built infrastructure, uh, and they're also taking the fight to to the enemy as well. Um, whereas in Breath of the Wild, really, it was it was just Link <laughs> that was actually doing anything to impact the world. But it's cool to see that there are others out there that are. It's funny, like, there's extra dialogue as well with the monster control crew. It's the Blood Moon. It's revived those awful monsters, and now they're a scourge to this region. But mark my words, the Monster Control Crew is here, and our fellow days are numbered. Nice. It's a very Sisyphean task, isn't it? Just having to continuously fight these monsters <laughs> yeah. until until Link presumably does his job. <laughs> if you could, please help us. I have certain we can bring peace to this region. Or Hyrule, or Victory. 
But yeah, um, I first... You basically get to play a little bit of Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, a mini version of that, absolutely. Um, so you'll join... I think this one is Hawes, is that right? Yeah, this one's Hawes um, and a group of soldiers. Hawes leading the charge on a horse. And uh, the, the game kind of will guide you towards them if you, if you don't actually see them marching towards the, um, the, the monster camp. Because the way I found them was at their, presumably their, their base camp. And they'd left behind one of the... Um, presumably part of their like, support squad, who was uh, sitting there and um, the, the soldier mentioned, I'm preparing a meal for when our soldiers return for battle to make sure they're well fed for the march to the next the next region. Um, they could really do with a help. They're over in that direction. The camera sort of panned across and um, guided you towards the joining up with Hawes and uh, fighting the good fight. This is a... so I've only done this one, mm-hmm. and it was it was pretty easy, right? Mm-hmm. Hammered the buttons, killed a couple enemies. Jobs are good, and do they get any tougher? I think they do in the sense that enemies in general get tougher mm-hmm. when you first mm-hmm. come across them. You're likely only going to have you know red bokoblins. You might get a couple of blue bokoblins and maybe a moblin or two or something like that. As the sort of as Link gets more powerful, like as you maybe level up your armor or get more heart containers or what have you, as the enemies then level up, much like they did in Breath of the Wild, so too will the enemies you'll fight in in these quests. Yeah, it's based on like the types of enemies that you kill, right? Like, how often you kill? Yeah. So you kill like, bokoblins a lot, like. It populate, starts populating like silver ones and stuff like that. That's right. Yeah. Um, and but they don't throw in any like any particular twists just for these. Not that I remember. Um, okay. And obviously locations different, but like the was kind of say maybe slightly more fortified. But I don't think it's, they generally don't throw up like. In terms of like, yeah, I don't think there's any surprises in terms of like the enemy variety, but it's more like you said, just like the fortifications. Um, like I do remember one where like the the enemy camp was on a hill, and a uh, bokoblin like rolled a big spiky ball, um, down towards the soldiers, and the soldiers wouldn't advance up the hill until Link moved out of the way. <laughs> Once he moved this big spiky ball out of the way, they're like, oh, we can go fight, let's go. Um, and I think there was maybe another one on a, on a ship, like, mirrored off off the coast for another one of the monster control squads. Um, so it's, just, it's more so like the actual battlefield you fight on, less so the enemy type, which I suppose in a, in a way leans even more so into that sort of Hyrule Warriors vibe, right? Like, you don't get a lot of enemy variety in Warriors. It's more just about here's a big load of enemies, go hack and slash. Yeah. I do mm-hmm. like the bit of dialogue that Horse kind of gives out once you like finish like clearing out the enemies. He mentions that you're meant to have like a special weapon. He was like, ah, but your weapon didn't, doesn't look all that special. Ah, in fact, yeah. in fact, it looks like 
looks like the same weapons we have. These are just gonna fuse and stuff together. Yep. It's not the weapon, mate, it's just my skills. <laughs> Um, I do like the fact though that they they do then move on to another region. It's not just a bit of flavor text as well. You can actually then join up with them in another region and mm-hmm. continue fighting with them. Um, and there are other squads out there in the world as well. So if you go back to Lookout Landing and go into the um, the shelter area, there's like a almost like a mission control area where there's presumably a commander, um, and he's in front of a like a war map and you can speak to them and you'll have reports on where each of the three monster control crews are and then you can go and join up with them um and he gives you some other quests later in the game as well which we might speak about when we have a future return to lookout landing but um yeah it's uh it's it's, it's a pretty neat side thing and i think it, it was one of the things they showed off in the uh, sort of launch trailer you could see like fighting along a group of group of soldiers that that made for a good trailer shot and definitely got me excited. Oh, it's definitely something that's 100% not in Breath of the Wild, right? Yeah. So, yeah. It makes sense to throw it in the trailer. I think I think the most you would maybe have happen is maybe like a, a merchant out in the field would get like maybe chased by, a, by an enemy and you'd have to go and help them. Yeah, um, so some of them you would find and they would be putting up a fight at least. Mm-hmm. But yeah, nothing. Nothing not on the like scale this. you can get in tears. Yeah, not like this. Um, not like this. Not, not like, like this. this. <laughs> yeah, fun little curio. Adds a bit of quest variety to the game, at least. Yep. But to crack on with the main quest, uh, well, yeah, when we last left off, we just started up the hill of Lindor's Brow. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got another tower we need to activate. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Um so you could if you wanted to scale up the sort of cliffside and run up the hills if you wanted to get up there. Um or if you perhaps have had a think about how the powers work, there is a cave quite close to where you leave Hestu and the uh, ever means we spoke about last time. Um that you can maybe ascend through. Um the conveniently named Lindor's Brow Cave, uh, which you might regret <laughs> hopping in here to yes. do a little ascent trickery. See, I, th- I think I did just get up to the tower with a bridge. Yeah, I just like, combined like wooden panels. But then I went, I went in the cave just to go in the cave. Use the cliff to go on the side of where the tower is just to ascend up. Because later we're going to get some towers that you have, you literally have to go into a cave and stuff yeah. to activate, right? Whereas this one, if you can get through the door, it just works. That's right, yeah. This one, the the puzzle around the tower is just building a platform to to get up there because it's sort of, you can't swim and then climb up because of the way the sort of outcrop the tower is situated on is, 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 is sculpted, I suppose. Because Link, it's like a vertical climb at points. Eh, sorry, Link would have to climb on the ceiling at points and that's obviously not possible with the climbing system. Mm. 
uh, down in this cave, there is our first introduction. Well, potentially your first introduction, the first, mm. you know, canonical. I think I had seen one out in the overworld before this. Um, but here's one that is very hard to avoid if you want to go in that cave and get that shrine. Yeah. A gloom spawn. Yeah. This was um, this was my first gloom spawn. And, okay. Uh, yeah, it was um, it was something I just wanted to speak about with somebody for for so long, um, because I came across it pretty early. This is you know if you are following this podcast and playing along. This is a pretty early point in the game to come across a very nasty enemy. <laughs> very, very nasty indeed. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have made the comparison to obviously the Guardians in the first game. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a lot more like explicitly trying to be scary, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, like when they notice you, there's like a there's like a screaming noise. As they as, yeah. as they kind of spot you, um, the lighting changes. It'll turn like a like a Blood Moon style lighting, mm-hmm. and I mean they just look scary. I mean, I from a visual standpoint, they are, I would say, quite clearly meant to be a, a inspira- inspiration of um, like um, floor masters, right? Wall yeah, masters, yeah, what yeah. Have you. classic. Um, fortunately, they don't warp you back to the start of the cave or whatever have you if they grab you <laughs> but um they are really fierce with the their, their grabbing attacks like it's, it can be quite yeah, easy just to combo and combo you can try and run and it's just you don't know where to get very far yeah they're yeah. faster than you they will just hunt you down yeah um mm-hmm. they are so i hadn't killed one until this week really okay um, and I guess we can't really, like, I assume you didn't kill this one. I did. Yeah. Right. The first time you met it? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. I had, uh, oh, ah. I had, the so the, the strategy I had is, you know, I realized I can't really fight these guys on the ground. They're just going to keep grabbing me and grabbing me. And the way the cave is, um, situated, so the, the way you fight these, the, the way this first gloom spawn monster appears is you'll be going through the cave there's a tunnel that will then drop down to a larger cave and mm. um so, so there's a shrine in this cave which we'll speak about in a minute obviously and you can see that shrine you'd have to hop up a wall and climb through another little tunnel to get to it uh once you kind of traverse through this cave but as soon as you step into this cave the gloom spawn appears i ran away and ran back up to the tunnel but because the gloom spawn can't actually climb i was then able to just shoot all my bomb arrows pretty much at it and that's really i think the best way to deal with these guys um because you're hitting all of them at the same time and uh it does stun them as well so if if if, if you're quick enough you can maybe shoot them with a couple of regular arrows but i had enough bomb arrows to to take them out um and you've got to be careful as well because if you don't kill them all at the same time they'll start to respawn um so they're real real nasty buggers and yeah you mean you probably you probably aren't meant to beat them (laughs) at this stage um but i did and i yeah so when i met this one i got up onto like you're saying the wall by the shrine so you can take pot shots at it Mm -hmm. 
But even with my bomb arrows, I wasn't, I didn't have a great bow, so I wasn't doing loads of damage. And I was thinking like, okay, so I could just waste all of my bombs right now and maybe kill this thing. But is that going to be worth it? I don't know. So I sort of left it for then. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah. The, when I have killed one, it has been just by using a shed load of bombs. Yeah. And then, like, as you use bombs, it creates updrafts, so you then get in the air and, like... You can activate bullet time and... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's up to you whether you want to speak about <laughs> what happens next. Um, let's let's save it, because we're going we're gonna to fight them. There'll be, there's at least... Geographically not far from here is a place where you're going to have to fight one. Mm-hmm. So let's give it a, f- a few weeks till we get there. Okay. Got all this. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is good. This is good. We're going to tease. Oh, tease. <laughs> tease. I assume you know what we're so, covering with Interjazz yeah, yeah. by this point. Yeah, of course. Um, how do you... So before we move on, though, how do we yeah. think these measure up to the Guardians of the Breath of the Wild? Um, I think because they don't have... I think initially, when I first came across them, they were such a shock and so terrifying. They hadn't appeared in like any of the marketing for that. Whereas, mm. I mean, from the very, very first sort of teaser trailer we got of um, Breath of the Wild, you saw Link being chased on by a guardian, right? Mm. So we knew what guardians were. But I think as a whole, guardians stayed concerning at the very least as the game went on whereas these guys I kind of once I had enough bomb arrows and strong enough bows they became less and less of a problem um oh that's it is still a little because... bit alarming when the, you just pretty much think why is there a blood moon what's happening what's going on <laughs> and then you realize these guys have spawned they give you the same it sense of the... like panic as the like the gloom has give you the same sense of panic as like you first got like when you first like, encountered the Guardian in Breath of the Wild. Mm. So there's that. And it's tough to compare them though. Oh yeah, I mean we don't we don't have to come down on it. Right, everyone must decide which is better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For me, the Guardians. By the end of the game, there are so many ways you could fight them, right? And even with a basic sword and shield, if I got once I got good at parrying. Whereas I feel like. So far, I haven't figured out any way of fighting these that doesn't involve using a load of bombs. Mm-hmm. Eh, I guess, yeah. I, I guess because I had enough bombs and I never really was running low, that they were never really a problem. And it's, just a bit, it's not that they're a problem, it's that it doesn't feel as elegant as the Guardians, where it's like, sure. one thing yeah. I like. they're very, very scary at first, but my mastery of the game is what changed that. It's still bombs, but like <laughs> one thing I like using to like fight them with is... Uh... You know, when you get like the the giant boomerang weapons, take, mm-hmm. take one of those and then I put a zonai cannon on it, and you can use the, <laughs> and you can use the R button to like whip cannons at them from a distance. <laughs> and right. obviously, you need like you need a lot of battery though, because it like takes a good chunk of your battery as you're throwing the bombs. It's just you don't have to rely on like the collectible bombs that way. You kind, of get, kind of got infinite bombs that way. I think um, what makes these guys perhaps not as threatening as well is that 
um a big part of you know their their fear factor i suppose if you want to say it is that um they'll do gluten damage right however mm-hmm. a lot of them you'll fight on the surface so the gloom damage heals so that yes. sort of that sort of fear factor isn't exactly exactly there um to the same degree uh and i they don't feel as popular as as um they're not as many of them as as there were guardians as well oh no the guardians oh yeah ubiquitous but also the guardians are like a very major part of like the main story and theme of that game sure whereas these are just one of the many ways that like ganon is spreading some gloom send some gloom mm-hmm. but yeah they, they are they are very cool and the first time you meet one of these guys is definitely a big moment i think for every mm. player because yeah they are spooky but yeah you get a little um a little loading te- loading tip loading screen tip rather i think after you've come across these guys a few times it says um gloom spawn rumors there are reports of animated patches of gloom known as gloom spawn if you meet one watch out as some have claimed to see something strange and fearsome within them so there you go but if you do sprint past them and just climb up the wall you can get into this shrine taki ihaban shrine um, and the game knows the Gloomspawn is the main challenge here because the shrine is just a Rauru's Blessing. This is our first Rauru's Blessing, right? I think so, yeah. Well, pff, again, the first one in this route. Yeah, yeah. the first one. Yeah, the first one, the first one you should probably the first one we were speaking not, about. Not the first one, I think. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. But the first one we were speaking about on the podcast, at least. Yeah, um, yeah. so the challenge is getting into it. There's no puzzle once you're yeah. inside the shrine. They had, did they have these in Breath of the Wild? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's quite a few where it'll be like, congratulations for finding this. Here's your reward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I really like about uh, about the Rauru's Blessing Trains um, is the, uh, the the background, like mm-hmm. like that you can see the kind of the kind of, they almost look like the what was it? It's the, the kind of blessing light that comes out the top of the shrines, right? It's it's kind of almost mm-hmm. circling the whole room. Um, and it gave me big, like, Final Fantasy VII livestream vibes, like, massively so. I was going to say, like, even though it's not a story moment, like, it's a moment, like, you do kind of press a screenshot button. Yeah, it's a screenshot moment, absolutely. Well, what I like about them is uh, the foreground, because I really like the sort of Buddhist garden aesthetic mm-hmm. of, like, the raked pebbles and the big reboulders and stuff. Um, like we're gonna have to either I'm gonna have to do some research or we're gonna have to get someone smart on the podcast because there's a lot of like somewhat interesting Buddhist imagery in this game. Mm. Um, even down to like its version, I think of like Earth, Heaven, and Hell being like the big three locations you visit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always done yeah, to like... learn for more. So if either you do the research or you find somebody mm-hmm. that wants to pop on. I'm up for hearing about it. Yep. But yeah, this one is just... What do we get? We get... It's a large zone charge. And a large zone I charge. Nah. Yes. Which um, are very useful if you're trying to... Maybe you're trying to fly a real distance and you don't quite have enough battery. Especially early game. 
because yeah, they fully charge your, and you get the overcharge. Yeah, so um, I wouldn't recommend dunking these into the. Uh, but if you do that by the way because eventually come end game i had enough of them if you do that it spawns so many that it almost begins to jam up the catch upon yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it gets comical it's just like overflowing it's great it's, it's good i like it but yeah it's a little treat to reward you for pro- probably running away from the gun spawn <laughs> Link can have little a charge as a tree. <laughs> well, we can activate the tower. Was there much... So, obviously, you activate a tower in this game, you get fired into the sky like a cannon. <laughs> yes. Was there a lot of stuff in the sky this time around? Above this, uh... So remember there... finding anything super spicy. Yeah, I mean, there is actually something that you probably will get. I don't know if you get fired up to it with this tower, if you can get as high as this. In fact, you probably can. Um, it's uh, Courage Island is actually right above this. I don't know if you wanted to oh, speak about Oh, okay. Yeah, no, 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 we should, we should. Yeah. So if I presume you're... Yeah, because it's looking at the, 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 the map here, you can... Almost, almost certainly glide all the way over here. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I did, in fact, do that. Yeah, and uh, I'm pretty sure this was the first, because um, there's a few of these throughout the game. Um, this is the, the first one of these I did. Um, but yeah, Courage Island um, is very... Um, was there challenges like this in Skyward Sword with the, the Loftwing? Yeah, well, um, there's a big Skyward Sword reference during this bit as well. Oh, there is, yes. Yeah, so... <laughs> so, yeah, but Courage yeah, Island. Is, uh, you climb, yes, well, basically, there's one island very high in the sky and another one lower down, mm-hmm. and you jump from the top one through a bunch of hoops... Yes. ...to land at the other one, and it will then... I think it will give you another Rauru's Pressing-type shrine. Uh, yes, it will, yeah. Um... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, the 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 that's this the shrine that you get here is. In fact, no, it's not a Rauru's blessing. This one. Ah, uh, um, it's one of those ones where you do a challenge and you still have to do a shrine. Yes. So the shrine, once you die through all the rings, uh, and your first time you do it, there's there's no time goal or anything. You're not you're not trying to do it quickly, but we'll get to doing it quickly in a minute. Um, the shrine is called. Town High <laughs> Shrine, um, and it's also known as the Combat Training Archery Shrine. So that makes sense to teach you the archery when you've just been doing a bunch of gliding. Yep. So it's um, this one's teaching you about um, bullet time. Once you're in the air, there's a wind geyser, and it'll ask you to headshot a soldier construct. And then the sec it refreshes, and the second time there are three you got to shoot without before landing. So it's uh, it's cool. Again, it's a feature of the game that new players might not have ran into, but I definitely think is um, especially as you get more powerful bows, becomes more and more important. Yeah, yeah, useful bit of training makes sense to have it here. Mm-hmm. I just 
Well, as we were talking about the Raru's blessings, I was going to mention, like, yeah, but then you get those ones where you do a whole thing to unlock the shrine, and then there's still a puzzle in the shrine. <laughs> and yeah, this is a little example of that. <laughs> yeah, not quite a puzzle, but... Um, no, but still a task. Still, still something you've got to do. Yeah, yeah. And you get a strong construct bow as your reward to test out your new bullet time abilities. Nice. Uh, but yeah, the main yeah, event on Courage Island is, uh, and you might have done this before the actual shrine, is there's a steward construct near the pool of water that you'll land in after you dive from the top island, who um, suggests that Link can take place in the dive ceremony. Yeah, it challenges uh, you to go, well, like we said, jumping from the top, going through the hoops, but this time with like a, a sort of time trial element. But this construct will literally drop a reference like, oh, in the old Sky Society, young men would do this and earn a special outfit, something like that. That's right, yeah. Um, and I think the special outfit he's implying is the reward you'll get from this, which is the um, the Glade shirt, mm-hmm. um, which actually has um, it's got little wings like sewn underneath the arm. Uh, and it's 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 to allow you to um, uh, maneuver more easily once you're once you're diving. Um, which, but of course, he may also be referring to Link's Link costume from Skyward Sword. Yes, yes. Because it's in that game, it was the it was like the knight's uniform, and once you did your sort of first trial of being a knight, you get given it. Mm-hmm. Did you have you come across the skydiving island, Jess? Yeah, but like not actually this one. Like I done a different one. Oh, the one okay. Doing the one we're talking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, I thought you were being a bit quiet. Enjoying <laughs> <laughs> my pilot wings mini game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, these are a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, and there are others. Though, like recently, like just a couple of days ago, I think it was actually. I was down at my brother's house and my nephew was playing Tears of the Kingdom and he was actually doing this part that we're talking about as well. Ah, uh-huh, sweet. And I was like, nice. I was like, really like that. Is this the bit that I've already done for like the other armor piece? And it wasn't. And I was like, and I was saying to him, I was like, I've not done this. <laughs> <laughs> so, here we are. Here we are. At least he wasn't doing it on your game. Yeah. I remember when the Christmas after I got Mario Odyssey and like family were visiting and my young cousin was like, can I play on your Switch? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I find him playing Mario Odyssey and it's like, if he just did a moon on my save file, I can't do that moon. But I'm really like a maniac if I get furious at this young child playing my Mario game. <laughs> and it's like, oh, why don't you play the start of the game? Look, I'll give you your own save file. <laughs> you took away some of my content <laughs> you did take away some of my content Lord That's knows Mary Odyssey is like, lacking in if content if you are like sharing a, a switch with like family members then it's good to have like multiple accounts yeah oh it's good to live alone sometimes or that <laughs> Um, but there are some other islands you'll probably spot while you're up here, but they're probably a bit too far to glide to. Um, 
and we should really get back to our adventures on the on the ground. So yes, uh, because we need to head to the Forgotten Temple. So before we get there, you notice this wasn't um, on the document we're on about. Um, so if you continue following, if you hop down from Lindor's Brow and you kind of go along the main road before you hop down to where the Forgotten Temple is in the canyon, um, you'll pass through, there's a part of the road that's ringed by some trees, like some, uh, and in that sort of ring of trees, there's a, a Gerudo, or is it a Gerudo? Should be anyway. Somebody that's been to Gerudo Tower at the very least, and mm. um, uh, yeah, no, not a Gerudo. She's heading back to Hateno Village, and she has a cart full of stuffed sand seal toys. Um, oh yeah, I remember yeah. this. <laughs> yes, and if you talk to if you talk to this MVC, um, Link ends up giving her a massive fright, which then spooks the horse on the cart, and all the sand seal toys. Um, go flying, um, and the NPC gets uh, very cross <laughs> at Link, and um, tells him, "Go get all my toys back and do it in <laughs> ninety <laughs> seconds." Or <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is a it's a little mini game. You've just use Ultra Hand, pick up all the Sand Seal toys, and pop them in the cart. Yeah. The um, so I I did it the first time, but I was just in time, because I didn't realize right away that you could like just stick them together, because the trick mm. to doing it fast yeah. is not to pick them up one at a time and put them oh. in the cart, <laughs> but to make like a katamari of sand seals and like, dump them all in the cart at once. I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I just. <laughs> It was, again, I came across this pretty early before my mind was really thinking. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... <laughs> I just waited. I, I had Ultra Hand switched on because if it was switched on, you could see the sand seals highlighted yeah. in kind of that orange color to show they're interactable. So I, I, you know, I knew that much, but I just didn't think about gluing them together to make it an easier, an easier time for me. Because uh, yeah, it was cutting it fine. Yeah, I th- I didn't think about that till like the last like four or five of them, but then I did do one big lump at mm. the end. Yeah, I was like five or six. Like, what I mean, <laughs> I was like, right, probably attach these together. Yeah, the NPC um, Junie, her, her name is. Um, she spent time in Gerudo Town. Um, she learned the skills of a Gerudo doll maker. And she's going to take these Sansio plush toys to uh, school kids in Hateno Village. And she does speak a little bit about the fact there's no school in Hateno Village. We'll find out about that, I'm sure, on a much later episode. Um, and she's got a she's got a greeting that she's practicing. This is when you can hear her practicing it. She's kind of talking to herself before Link gives her a fright. And her greeting is, uh, "Hello, kiddies. It's nice to seal ya. Everyone sealing good." <laughs> So maybe it's for the best link given our massive freight. I mean, no one can talk about sand seals in these games without making seal puns. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't remember if the reward... You... Oh, God. I was going to say, I can't remember what the reward was, if it was just rupees or... I think it was. Yeah, I don't remember getting anything super exciting for this. 
But when you said I'd missed something on the document and called me out in front of all the listeners, <laughs> what I thought you were going to mention was the um, Kyo Yo Kyo Yo Yo Shrine. Kyo Yo Yo. Yes, this is also the along the path here. A bit further up the path there, yeah. It's uh, almost, yeah, it's like adjacent to the entrance to the temple. Yeah, you kind of would probably hop down into the canyon from from this one. You would get this shrine as like your, your basically your warp point to then go yeah. hop into the canyon. Yeah, that's it. I think I pretty much did exactly this. Um, this one yeah, is Fire, fire and, and Ice. ice. Yeah. Song Thereof. So I do remember this one. Um, so th- I think this one's kind of just teaching you about ice blocks and how you can, you know, melt them down to fit into certain gaps mm-hmm. to, you know, if you need them to be a certain height to get into a, a space to put a switch on or something like that. And also how you can block flames so that you don't melt the ice that you do need. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> There was one point though, like in this, I think it's in this shrine, where like I thought you had to like I had to I thought I had to have like multiple ice blocks over by the switch, and there was little indents where the switch was, and I thought I had to melt them down to the perfect size to fit them into these oh, little channels, and I'm like, oh no, this is not how you do it. Like spent absolutely ages on this shrine, just just didn't get it, and then it just kind of clicked. It felt like I, a very, um, a very breath of the wild uh, puzzle in a way because these ice blocks are pretty much just like cryonis blocks, right? I guess so. Yeah. Just you've got more ability to manoeuvre them about than you would in um, mm. Breath of the Wild. Yeah, Breath of the Wild, you can make the ice blocks, but you can't move them. Yes. But here you can't move, you can't make them, but you can move anything. Whereas in Breath of the Wild, you could only move metal. But yeah, if you if you do mess up and lose an ice block, there's a magic ice machine <laughs> that will dispense more for you. So, but uh, yeah, I think this this puzzle probably ended up taking me longer than it should have, just because I kept melting the ice block down, maybe just not enough or just too much, and yeah, got got frustrated. Yeah. My my problem, I think, as I recall, was I couldn't, like, I was struggling to 100% cover the fire, so there'd always be a little bit poking out that would melt the ice a bit more than I wanted, but I don't remember it giving me loads of trouble. Mm. And then we can hop down to the Forgotten Temple itself. Yes. Um, now, if you've played Breath of the Wild, <laughs> as soon as uh, Impa said she was off to the Forgotten Temple... I felt like um, I felt like having a war flashback from the last day I was here. Because uh, in Breath of the Wild, this place was filled to the rim with uh, decayed guardians, and I think the way you kind of got through the Forgotten Temple is you were on like a moving platform, and the guardians just kept shooting you and shooting you. So if you did not have the ability to parry their laser shots, you were in for a bad old time. Yes. Oh, this. Am I remembering right? This is where you come when you've got all the shrines. I think that's correct. So it was kind of like 
here's the final challenge of the whole guardian mechanic basically uh yeah because these mm. the the well the wiki's talking about this is where um in, in breath of the wild you would get the um the cap of the wild tunic of the wild um mm-hmm. basically this links um classic link costume which you would only get after you finish all the shrines so yeah, yeah um, you're spot on with that It's time though, it's okay. way more of a relaxing journey through the Forgotten Temple. Yeah, there's yeah. a couple of little bacoblin camps, but they're no bother at all. Mm. Again, I think it's trying like it's cause also it's early part of the game, it's a part of to kinda like use a little relaxing kinda area some enemies about and then this it helps you like kinda figure out there's like wooden planks and build some bridges and stuff like that. It's about like teaching the traversal basically. Yes. And it's a lot more, I guess, relevant to the story this time mm. than it was in Breath of the Wild. Mm, definitely. Well, weirdly, in Breath of the Wild, getting the um, getting the Link costume at the end, that didn't feel like Link's costume in that game to me. It still doesn't to me. Yeah. Like I don't associate this link with the, the the you know the classic green cap and tunic. It's the you know the light blue champions tunic. That's Link's outfit to me. Yep. And also because I had amiibo, I had unlocked like other versions of the green tunic, which I think looked better anyway. Mm-hmm. But I remember when Breath of the Wild first came out, and like in those opening weeks, I kind I did want Link to look like Link. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, dyeing my outfit green at Hatano Village and stuff. <laughs> but by the end of the game, like, no, 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 my the canonic, canonical outfit in my head is the champion's tunic. Do you, do you want to know like, what I did in I this want game? to do all story moments in that outfit. Do you want to know what I did in this game? As soon like as I got to... blue to look like yeah. the champion's tunic. <laughs> yeah. I dyed the, um, you know, the Hillian tunic and Hillian yeah. trousers and that. I, I dyed the Hillian tunic light blue, so I felt like I had a budget champion's tunic (laughs) (laughs) I've been wearing the soldier armor a lot in this game because I feel like I want the defense so my Link's running around more like a Dark Souls character (laughs) that was the basically a good chunk of the game in Age of Calamity that was Link's cannon Mm. outfit he was just a just a humble knight but um yeah so one of the i suppose big attractions and and one of the cool things you could find in the um forgotten temple in breath of the wild was a massive goddess statue like yes colossal like the one from skyloft basically yes um and Interesting, I don't know where this lore came from, but apparently it was described by the Sheikah monks as the oldest statue of the goddess. So, mm. you know, interestingly, could that be... Yeah, this is literally the one that fell Literally the same one. Skylar. Yeah. Could well, be. I can't remember in Skyward Thought if there was also some on the surface. I Or don't... if there was just that big one up in Skyloft. I think there was only the big one, right? 
Yeah, it's the only one I remember, um, but it's because it's very, very prominent. Yeah. Um, but sadly, in 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 this, uh, the the statue's tumbled over. Yeah, it's fallen down. Fallen into disrepair. Tumbling down, tumbling down. <laughs> good old existential crisis incoming. Good. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a quite an arresting visual. Mm. I something about a big statue falling over. You know, I'm thinking your Planet of the Apes and your Blade Runners and stuff. It always looks like that's a great image for like the world mm. in ruin. And uh, here we're in like a sort of an ancient forgotten temple in a world that even on the surface is like going through calamity after calamity. So yeah, it looks pretty exciting. And you get to climb up her big face. (laughs) If you want to desecrate (laughs) goddess, sure. (laughs) Ascend through its wings. Yep. Um, Burst out of the chest like an alien. <laughs> <laughs> so before you um, head further into the temple and um, come across Impa, there is a, a shrine that you can uh, you can go to. Like, with... like we've talked about many times, this is literally a shrine that's placed there to be the fast travel point so you can come back here, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because you are going to potentially going to want to refer to some information that you're going to, you'll find later on in the temple. But uh, yes, the shrine in question is the Mayausai shrine. This one I spelled wrong like three times trying to put together the document for this episode. Say Mayausai. Yeah, that's probably closer to how it's actually said. Yeah, I'm going to penetrate this shrine right in the UC. <laughs> also known as building blocks. Uh, that's yeah. the title of this shrine. I'm uh, trying to open it right now because I have no memory of this shrine. This one is you're doing a little puzzle. You've got to. Oh um, yeah, this felt like um, like a Splatoon level almost. Yeah, uh, you've uh, got so Splatoon to. Splatoon has the levels where you have to like, um, pop like certain blocks to make two shapes match. Oh okay. And this is one where, yeah, you've got two shapes side by side and you're having to build them out of cubes. So you want to make the one you're building match the one that's already there, right? I was half expecting once I finished this puzzle to get a, like a, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it has got big Korok vibes. (laughs) Yeah. I've seen people online as well, like, cheat this one. Because apparently you can build it, you just use the blocks to build up and jump over the door. (laughs) <laughs> yep, that sounds nice. about right. <laughs> yeah, well, like, I'm not playing your game to recreate this block. Up and over. I think I did the puzzle. I think I yeah, I done the puzzle. Yeah, I done the puzzle. Like, I just saw that online. I'm like, fair enough. If that's, the way, if that's the way you want to do it. That's. But, yeah. the, I love that in this game when you can just be like, I'm not playing your game, and the game has also accounted for you doing that. And it's like, no, you're still <laughs> playing my game. <laughs> Good times. But yeah, now that you mention it, I do remember this. Fun little, pretty simple one. And then it's time to do what we came here to do. 
Yes. Which is... Um, uh... I've, I wanted to do it, but I didn't end up having time. Was open Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild and visit, like, the two Forgotten Temples side by side and, like, go to the back wall and see how feasible it felt like that there could be a secret room behind there back in Breath of the Wild. Was... So this this wasn't open at all? Like, this back I, I, I didn't... I, I can't imagine there was just, like, an empty chamber and they've come and added all of this in. It must have been... It was a sheer wall. Because you have to, like, smash open a wall, right? Well, that's like part of why, like, the... Right, obviously something's happened because that's why the goddess statue is tipped over. Basically, it's mm. the door behind the goddess statue. Mm-hmm. Right, that makes sense. Which so could kind of get into, like, uh, maybe the goddess worship sort of came in and replaced whatever faith system the Zonai had. Mm. In the way that, you know... Christianity is built over sort of existing religious centers when it takes over a place. And it's uh, it's quite clearly a a Zonai chamber you've stumbled upon as well because in before you get to the I suppose the main room, the main reason you're here, um there's a kind of a smaller chamber, almost like a meeting room. Almost it reminded me Here's your quota for the week. It reminded me of Roundtable Hold, like the first, uh, <laughs> <laughs> first little room. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but this one, so I already one. said Link looked like a Dark Souls character. So, oh, oh you oh, did? Yes, yeah, good. It wasn't me. That's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's there's, um, there's like sunderlions and things you would only find usually in the Sky Islands in mm. this little chamber. So. It's, well, uh, like, even like the kind of the chamber door, like it's got like the little kind of green circle imprint on it, and that's kind of very clearly zonai tech mm-hmm. on the door. Rap, rap, rapping upon my chamber door. So the main event of this place, I suppose, the whole reason we're here, um, in the back of the room, there's this um, map of Hyrule. Um, with uh, all the all the well, you can at least see the geoglyph we already found, and presumably other geoglyphs dotted around the world, um, mapped out across Hyrule, showing you where they are. And then, what Impa points out is that uh, they they recognise the geoglyphs on the wall. So you don't undersell it when you say map. It's like a three D massive three D map on the floor. It reminds me. Of the Game of Thrones opening. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I see that. Ba, like the sort of wooden... Ba, 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 tears of Kingdom, Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> God, there's a viral video. If I film footage of just walking around this little map and put it to the Game of Thrones theme. <laughs> yeah, yeah a map makes it sound like it's a dusty old paper map. No, this is... Distinctly more impressive than that. So yeah. 3D card. Mm-hmm. And uh, adorning the walls kind of around the room are the geoglyphs and Impa um, notices that the first geoglyph that we found is the first one going from left to right. 
um, in kind of a semicircle around the room. And um, according to the floor map, the second geoglyph is somewhat near Rito Village. And then she kind of points out all the other locations of the different geoglyphs. Um, This is a very big clue that, like, hey, there's an order you're meant to do this game. Yes. Yeah, absolutely there is. Um, And... The, we spoke about this when we found the first um, the first tier, first dragon's tier as it was known, and uh, we uh, well, I think I mentioned that I did them in different orders, so this mm. wasn't my first one that we went Um I do wish I had done them in a specific order, and yeah. Uh, We'll see if we do. If we were, I don't, I don't think we're quite yet decided how we're going to do it with the podcast, but we should, probably should try and do them in the set order. I think we're gonna. Podcast. We're just gonna run the podcast in like what feels like the canon order, even yeah. though none of us really played it that way. No, the game is clear. Like that's the weird thing about this game. It takes Breath of the Wild's open world, and then kind of puts a more linear tradition of Zelda in that world. I think the difference between. A more linear Zelda than this is you've still got the freedom to go off and do it. Yeah, you can still choose not to do it in that order, but they've clearly, they've crafted a game like that for players who want that, I guess. Yeah. And they still pretend it's not there and get huffy and leave. (laughs) (laughs) Might cut that. (laughs) But it reminds me a little bit, actually, um, and this is not a very complimentary comparison. Um, My problem with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet was that it had a an open world, but the leveling was clearly a, there's a correct order to do it in. And if you don't do it in that order, you get to like what ended up being one of my last gyms, and the Pokemon were like level twenty. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's the. I, uh, like I completely was against the whole to. ideal of like being an open world. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, this game doesn't do it in terms of the gameplay very much you can like i did i did the gerudo shrine as my second one and this kind of implies that should be your fourth so it doesn't mess you up in terms of like leveling or anything but if you want to get the story the way they intended you to get it you generally just kind of i generally found like because i've done gerudo first Mm. like i clearly had stronger weapons when i went to the real one second so yeah it didn't ruin my enjoyment of the game or anything like that. It's just enemies no, no, no. on the way to the real, but just easier to deal with. And yeah. actually, it's one of my favorite feelings in this game to get like really nice gear and then go smash an enemy. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I had, to, I had. It's, it's not like it wasn't challenging to get that weaponry. So it's not like I'm robbing myself of a difficult fight or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just having an extra difficult fight here to have some easier fights later. And it's a fun feeling. And yeah, once you see this, that's between this one and the four regional phenomena that um, Pura gave us, we've basically got all of the main story quests laid out in front of us now for the whole rest of the game. Uh, yeah, uh, effectively. Um... I mean, there are a couple other little, what are essentially side stories, but do tie into the main plot. Um, one of which I think we'll get to at the end of next episode. But for the most part, we are now, we've got all of our quests laid before us. And 
finally we can say that the tutorializing <laughs> introductory section is yeah. done. <laughs> we started the game. Or what is this, like episode eight? <laughs> So, with us now having discerned the locations of the tiers to get more of the story, um, we're going to continue back onto our ultimate goal of heading towards uh, Rito Village and find out uh, what's going on over there. What is the regional phenomena that is bothering the Rito so badly? And can we help them out? So, make sure and join us next time for that. Till then, Luke, where can we be found? We can be found on Twitter at Hyrule Field Pod. We're also on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the places where you can find podcasts. Make sure you look up this one, give it a rating and a review, like and subscribe. If you've got some friends who are into the game, let them know. If you're in a Zelda Facebook group, give it a share there. And uh, if you want to help support this podcast, keep it online. Find links to the other podcasts we make. You can go to patreon.com slash podcastio podcastius uh, where nothing's hidden behind a paywall but that's just a nice place to find the links and what are your sage words of advice for us this week Joss if your little cousin wants to play your game <laughs> make sure he's got his own save file <laughs> thanks for that Joss <laughs> catch us next time Bye.